Hey, y'all. So guess what? It's when 7.30, or a little bit past 7.30, on a Wednesday night, and you and I are here at the Sugar Show. So it looks like we're going to have a party, okay? Yep, every Wednesday night at 7.30, same time. Might not be the same place, but Sugar's face is going to always be in the place. Hey, you guys. Thanks for chiming in tonight uh, for the Sugar Show. And for those who are new, let me introduce myself. I am Natalie Sugar Brown, AKA Miss Too Bad. I am, uh, uh, Mike chimes in already. Hey, Mike. I am a female pugilist or a woman pugilist, woman boxer. I have been in the game for 20 plus years. So I am an old crone in the game. And this is my platform. The Sugar Show is my platform uh, in giving you guys a window into the authentic experience of a female fighter in women's boxing, not just boxing, but women's boxing. And I this is necessary. Why it's necessary? Because uh, a lot of people think uh, boxing is boxing or fighting is fighting. One industry is like the next and it's not. Um, I'm, I'm here to talk about the, the life of a, a, a woman gladiator, a female pugilist, woman boxer, um, and the industry of women's boxing because I'm hoping that this will give everyone some insight on the real happenings of our industry and it'll uh, uplift us as well as um, get some of this, uh, these behaviors that are unethical um, back on fair ground, right? Telling you guys the names of the real legends and the, and the women who have really made marks in, in our industry for now what you see, these young ladies uh, who are able to make some, some good money um, and, and uh, become a brand in the boxing, in the women's boxing industry. So tonight's topic is uh, the mega mystery. Okay, so we have a mega a women's mega fight coming up in Cl Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall. But, but before I get into that, okay, um, I have to address one of my uh, longstanding uh, participants, one of my misfits, one of my viewers who have left, who had left a comment under my previous episode. Um, where I highlighted uh, women, uh, what journey women are in women's boxing, because journey women in women's boxing are not the same as journey men in men's boxing. So um, I'm going to address One Nation Boxing. I, I hope you show up tonight, I really do. Um, but I'm gonna address your comment that you left under my previous video. So um, in my previous video, I gave some shine to some great 
women, uh, journey women or um, names that are synonymous with the idea of journey women in, in the sport, in, in women's boxing, in the industry and the business of women's boxing. Now, I am not putting a negative connotation on the term journey woman or gatekeeper. Those women are just as important, if not more important than the champions that you know. As I've said previously, if it weren't for those women, your champions wouldn't have shoulders to stand on to be who they are, to be these so-called legends and, and greats and, and all of um, the terms that are now thrown around uh, to describe a pretty decent broad in the ring, okay? Because at this point, uh, I would say there are still very few women who have um, few women who have become legends as just fighters. Most of our legends are the women who have busted down the barriers that have stopped us from being who we are. Women who can legitimately make a living as pugilists in in the world in the industry um and in an industry where it, it was only uh legal for men to do so okay so um the comment that uh one nation boxing left on my under my previous uh episode was um and i'm just gonna just repeat and snip in snippets, but I, I think I've gotten your your point in, in, in what you were in, in those comments that you left. So I'm addressing your points, okay? So um, oh, One Nation Boxing says, unfair to call Jane Couch a journey woman. She beat Jamie Clampett, who beat Mia St. John, um, for the IWBF 140-pound title. Um, the IWBF is now what you know as the IBF uh, title. And also, um, she went 10 rounds with Holly Holm. Um, One Nation Boxing also mentioned uh, she was forced to go without sleep on a staircase the night before a world championship fight because Americans refused to pay her to afford accommodation. Also saying there were real reasons why she lost some fighter uh, to some fighters and it wasn't because she was second best. Um, okay, so that was your first point. And I don't like to repeat myself, but I'm going to remind you of what I said in the previous episode with regards to Jane Couch being a journey woman and what a journey woman is in women's boxing. You answered your own question, sweetheart, or you you actually, um, hey, C Cedric Sports Training comes in. Good evening, champ. 
Hey, Seti, thanks for chiming in. Long time no see. Thanks for thanks for uh, stopping by. And I listen. I want you to, to I want you to chime in tonight, right? Because you a general in this game that I definitely respect. Um, so I'm addressing um, One Nation Boxing's comments uh, where they seem to disagree with uh, why I had named Jane Couch as a legend, but not so, um, but also gave her an, as an example of a journey woman in the sport of um, women's boxing or um, in the history of women's boxing. I take nothing from Jane Couch. Jane Couch is ha had achieved uh, a goal. She became champion. But in that road to becoming champion, okay, uh, let me explain to you the context of Jane's journey. And, and um, I'll, I'll also give some resources to elaborate on uh, my, my dear um, mentor, because she's a mentor to me, her um, journey, okay? So uh, the context of me calling Jane Couch a journey woman, uh, once again, is not negative but you did answer your own question, One Nation Boxing, where you said she was forced to go without sleep on a staircase the night before a championship fight. Sweetheart, that's how they treat journey women, right? They didn't fly her over there or they didn't put her in a place where they respected her as a contender or a champion, nonetheless. They had this woman sleep on a staircase the night before she's to fight for a championship. Okay? That's number one, right? That's journey, that's journey woman swag, okay? Um, they said because the Americans refused to pay, her, uh, to, pay to afford her accommodation. Yep. They ain't going to pay you. They ain't going to treat you like no champion. They ain't going to treat you like you're anybody because they flew you over to be a journey woman, to lose for somebody. Okay? Um, One Nation Boxing. So I'm not saying that she was. If you look, because I don't like to repeat myself, and I'm not going to put clips of my old show on this show. I said what I said, and I, I, I think you said that you weren't going to accept that statement from me, but I said what I said what I said, right? I said she was a great contender, but they flew her over here and turned her into a journey woman. Okay, I will continue with my points. Um, Cedric Sports coming in saying, sleeping in the stairwell? Wow, that's disrespectful. Tell me. Tell me about it, okay? But we we won't go a little bit more into the in, into how they disrespected Jane Couch and treated her like a journey woman. That's why I called her the legend, a journey woman, because 
um, everybody can't be champion. Everybody can't be cute. Everybody can't be great. Right? Get out your feelings about that. Right? There are great heroes and great villains too. And great journey women. Right? And if we don't own these things and if we don't set a standard, right, for that kind of greatness, we're not going to get our respect. Jane, Jane Couch now slept in the damn scare, stairwell, flew over to fight. Journey woman swag, okay? She's a dog. She didn't run from that. She did it. Okay, um, there were real reasons why she lost some fighters um, to some fighters and wasn't because she was second best. That's what I said. That's why I said what I said, One Nation Boxing. A lot of journey women are not journey women, right? Some are where they have the four and 40 record, but some of those records some of those ugly records were made to be ugly because they had some messed up decisions where they actually did win but because they were fighting in someone's backyard they weren't on neutral ground they got the l journey woman swag okay ain't nobody fighting for i've been a journey woman i've been a gatekeeper Okay, ain't nothing wrong with it. The story for us in women's boxing or fighters or contenders like us is check my record. Okay, then you see the fabric of a fighter. Has she left her porch to fight somewhere else? Right? Has she shown her depth? where she'll fight in different weight classes, where she'll go up and she'll go down. Has she shown that she's a real baddie in doing that? Right, that's the measure, right? That's the measure of who's bad out here. It's not a record because in women's boxing, I'm gonna, I, that's why we have in this show, I'm, I'm teaching you guys how the game is manipulated, especially in women's boxing, because nobody checks receipts. Okay, so um, the second point, some fighters in the U, where I said uh, some fighters in the UK don't know Jane Couch and uh, One Nation Boxing, I guess you was getting cute with me, so I'm gonna get cute back. You said, um, that's like saying everyone's hurt, um, everybody. You said everybody knows about Jane Couch, and me saying that is like saying no one's heard of milk. Well, let me tell you something about milk, okay? Milk don't get ridiculed. Milk don't get put on like it's a sideshow. Milk don't get disrespected. Milk don't get denied. So don't compare Jane Couch to milk. Okay, when I said what I said, when I said it, I said a lot of the up to date, a lot of the present UK fighters don't know Jane Couch. I didn't, I didn't say they don't know her name. 
I said, they don't know the woman. They don't know what she went through for them to be who they are. They don't know. They don't have the respect for that woman that they should. She's still in the background and she's not even in the background on a platform. She's still screaming her story, right? That's what I meant when I said what I said, right? So sometimes I guess I speak metaphorically or I speak, you know, in, uh, in, in art, artistic terms, but that's what I meant, right? And I'll, and I'll repeat that. A lot of the UK fighters don't understand the value of Jane Couch and who she is. Otherwise, she'd be on everybody's team, right? Because she's played the game and she's played the game at its worst. And then she still came out better than somebody who with her start would have, right? She started off with nothing. She started off where it was illegal for her to even do what she did. And she turned a whole system upside down on its head, right? She got women who believed in her, two, uh, two female lawyers who believed in her that took her case to court, right? She took on a whole country and one, okay? A lot of female fighters in the UK doesn't, don't really understand what that means because guess what? Because she did that, she was blackballed. She was taken out the story. She was disqualified from the game. It was hard for her to make it, even harder for her to make a living after that, right? Because she went, she she went and exposed the 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 good old boys. That's what I meant. That's what I mean. Okay, and she's talked about this in recent articles where she said, she said it. Women's boxing in the UK still has a long way to go a long way to go. So it's not so much, it's not just good where these women are getting spots on a, a, a promotional card. She, Jane Couch has been an advocate of the actual business of women's boxing and what that means to a fighter to be able to maintain their, their self as a, an, an entity that is protected, right? She made it legal. She made it now where women, people are held accountable for treating women uh, like, like they should be treated um, as, as a business, as business women in the industry of women's boxing. Okay, so that should they go your milk, baby. Um, that that's what I meant with regards to that. She has actually had um, had P PTSD from all the crap that she went through uh, in in paving the way for 
a lot of uh, UK women's boxers. And I'm just, I mean, for me, I, I, I'm going to say this. If, if they knew what she went through, they, they'd shout her out a couple times. And I, I hear crickets. I haven't heard none of them bring up uh, Jane Couch as, as a legend, as anybody who is influential in them being who they are right now. That's what I meant, right? Um, your other point, One Nation Boxing, saying she was never a journey fighter or a gatekeeper, keeper. You're just wrong. Well, that's just your opinion, boo-boo, because I, 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 I kind of told you the points that added up to that. But since you want me to dig a little deeper into uh, Jane Couch's, since you want me to outline what that meant with this uh, gatekeeper and, and journey woman in women's boxing, how, how she got categorized, as that for me on this platform. And like I said, it was, it, this is nothing derogatory, right? This is just, it is what it is. I put her on my previous uh, episode as a legend and as somebody that is definitely, if, if, if anything, a great journey woman and a great gatekeeper. Okay, so um, we we we're gonna go through Jane Couch's uh, resume or history. Okay, so uh, Jane Couch is twenty eight wins, eleven losses, and no draws. Okay, um, and I'm just going to mention some of her notable um, some of the notable points on her resume. Okay. Um, she defeated Andrea Deschamps, um, who all who had a padded record of fighters, so she wasn't able to fight in the UK. Andrea Deschamps was a U.S. fighter. Okay, so she came over and beat Andrea Deschamps. Okay, she also beat a baddie in Marcia Marisha Shaw. Okay, look these women up: baddies, baddies, baddies. But in between Jane Couch fighting these baddies, okay, Jane was fighting a lot of four and 40 fighters, right? So Jane was fighting lesser caliber journey women, right? In between these matches, Jane wasn't fighting other contenders that were on her level. Right when she lost against these these names, she went back into Paddington or Paddingment, right? So she could get her number back up, which is what um, pretty much. It's not Rankin. It's not Hannah Rankin. Who um, is it? Femke. One of these girls are doing that right now as we speak in 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 the middleweight division, right? She's she just fought for a title after she been, I mean, but I mean, let's get back to Jane. Okay. So, um, Jane was fighting fighters that had less than 10 fights and beating them. Okay. Then she came over and, and she fought, uh, Elizabeth Mueller and Elizabeth Mueller was, um, she, she came up in my time as an 
when I was an amateur. She was kind of ahead of uh, ahead of my class, but um, Elizabeth Mueller was was a um, was a baddie in amateurs. Okay, she was a tough she was a tough little broad. Uh, she lost to Elizabeth Mueller. Okay, she got TKO in in the fourth round. Okay, but then she went back after that loss and she fought. I mean this. This right now is the superstar journey woman. Okay, she ain't a legend. She's a superstar journey woman. Okay, uh, she fought Boris Lava uh, Goranova three times. So she fought Boris no, uh, Boris Lava back to back to back to get her numbers back up. Okay, and then she fought a debut fighter before facing Lucia Riker. Okay, where she got TKO'd by Lucia Riker. Okay, she fought Brenda Bell Drexel, who is a U.S. Journey woman. Okay, you can look her up. Um, Michael Orr chimes in. Lucia Riker was 15 and 0. Okay, so I mean, if you look at the records, right, and if you look at who the promoters were. Jane wasn't flown in as a contender to fight Lucia Riker. She was flown in as either a gatekeeper or a journeywoman to validate Lucia Riker. Right? Because Lucia Riker was the one with the O. And the one with the O is the one, is the star of the show. Okay? That's how the that's how these promoters work it, okay? Right, Michael's coming in with the numbers. That's why I said. And then, then she fought Brenda Burl Drexel, who was five wins, nineteen win losses, and two draws. A four and forty fighter. Okay, so she didn't go back and fight uh, another contender or a contender of her caliber, so she can get her quality. She went down in the bin and fought a, a lesser journey woman to get her number back up. Okay. Then uh, she she lost to Natalie Toro of Germany, okay? And everybody knew back in those times that you weren't going to go to Germany and beat nobody. You weren't going to go to Germany back in the times when she went up there and win no match. So she knew what she was going there to do, all right? Don't make me talk like then. This is what it is, okay? Uh, One Nation. Um, then she she beat Jamie Clampett, which was 13-2-0, because they flew, uh, like you said, she wasn't second best, but she was being used on the circuit as a body and as a journey woman. Uh, Jane Couch could fight, and she was tough as nails, Right, she wasn't as she wasn't strong physically, but boy, she was tough, and she knew her stuff in the ring. Okay, now she beat Jamie Clampett, who was thirteen two and zero at the time, because they thought, okay, Jane Couch is a ringer, she can't fight, but she turned it up on Jamie's ass and exposed her. Okay, and then you came and you said Jamie Clampett is fighting till this day. Okay. I can get my license reinstated and fight tomorrow. That that Jamie Clampett got her own her own 
little um, neck of the woods over there. Um, she has a promoter that um, he he he'll start her fighting anytime she wants. I forgot his name, right? I I, I spoke with him too as a fighter. Um, goodness, I forgot his name. Uh, she beat Clampett by unanimous decision, right? Like I said, uh, Jane Couch wasn't strong. She didn't have she didn't have no power, but she could fight. And she was going to fight. She, she was one of those people that she was going to be on your ass because she could take she could take a shot. She was tough. She could take and give, but her giving wasn't as heavy, right? Uh, Omar John, Omar comes in, all watching and enjoying this content. Oh, all watching and enjoying this content. Leave a like so Sugar can keep uh, this going. Thank you, Omar. Thank you. Um, we talking about Jane, uh, Jane couch. Okay. So, um, beat Jamie Clampett, then turned around and lost to Jessica Rakosi. Okay. And if, and if you're not understanding this, like she's fighting people in different weight classes too, right? So she's coming in at, at the opportunity. She's taking the opportunities as they come at no point is she dictating any of these opportunities. Okay. Um, and these are the name with the name fighters. The rest of them is padding mint, Paddington, right? They're they're either foreign 40 fighters or debut fighters. This is we're talking about Jane's resume. Okay. Um, then she went up um and, and fought um goodness, uh Miriam Lamar and lost by TKO. Now me and Miriam came up at, around the same time. Miriam, I fought at 147 in the amateurs. Miriam Lamar fought at 139. We met at um, we met at the at the second women's world championships. Um, no, we met at the women's world championships. We met up like this at the second women's world championships, and everybody thought for sure that we were going to fight each other in the pros because. Um, we then there was a little bit of tension back in those times you know what i'm saying there was some uh talking in, in the cafeteria there was some swag swag and swaggington and swagment right she thought she was tough and and you know people was like uh too bad is the answer for that for that problem but we never fought she she had a great Miriam Lamar had a great stint as a pro and I think she's a mommy now. Yeah, she's out of the game and she's a mommy now. Uh Aunt Sophie Mathis, um, she fought Mathis and who Mathis Mathis um pulverized her in, in the fight, but she she that was that was a, a super mega fight. Miriam Lamar versus Aunt Sophie Mathis. You guys check that one out. Uh, Michael Orr says she fought Clampett at 140, and then she fought uh, with Jessica Rakowski at 133. Okay, so you see, like, her going up and down. That's journeywoman swag, uh, One Nation Boxing, because when you're not a journeywoman, you stick to your weight. You have the, you have the, uh, the power to stay in your weight. When you're a journey woman, you got to go up, you got to go down. When you're a gatekeeper, you go up, down, you, you extend yourself for the opportunity. 
to extend yourself versus the champ, right? You're trying to find your way. Okay. So I take nothing from that. Jane couch is a, is a champion, but she's a journey. They, she's a contender who they turned into a, 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 um, a journey woman who became a champion. Okay. And that is to be, that is definitely to be respected, especially uh, with her story. Okay. Um, she fought two more, two, four and 40 fighters. And then she fought Holly Holm. And okay. She went 10 rounds with Holly Holm. Um, yeah, she, Holly Holm wasn't knocking nobody out, especially they when she wasn't going to knock nobody like Jane Couch out, but, um, Jane Couch was the gatekeeper or, or was the stepping stone for everybody to see Fresno and them. Holly's promoter used Jane Couch to validate Holly Holm. Okay. Journey woman, gatekeeper, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I must reiterate uh, One Nation Boxing. Okay. Because so, it's, it looked like, it seemed like I hurt your feelings. I, it's this is not about me hurting your feelings um okay she fought jamie clampett again and then she fought she stepped up and fought Anne sophie matthews okay so jane couch is is a dog out here right she's a bad broad she was a and that turned into a badass crone who became champion but Let's go down the name. Let's go down the, the brand, the, the names on her actual record, the, the actual names, aside from the four and 40 fighters that she was fighting in the debut fighters. So she fought Leah Mellinger. She won. She fought Dora Weber. She fought Dora Weber twice and lost twice. She fought Mauricia Shaw and she won. She fought Sharon, uh, Sharon Anios and won. All right, these are different weight classes too, okay? She fought Elizabeth Mueller and lost. She fought Sumaya Anani and lost. She fought Lucia Riker and lost. She fought Natalie Toro and lost. She fought Jamie Clampett and won. She fought Jessica Rakowski and won um, and lost. Did she lose? Yeah, I think she lost. Y'all double check. She fought Miriam Lamar and lost. She fought Holly Holm and lost. She fought Jamie Clampett again, but she lost this time. And she fought Anne Sophie Mathis and lost. So without the Paddington, her record is um, 10 losses and five wins. She lost to Rakowski. Okay, so... 10 losses and five wins, but she became champion. That's the story of a journey woman. That's the story of a gatekeeper. Why? Because she maintained the standard of what these champions were supposed to be. If she couldn't hang or if they couldn't hang with her, right? They wouldn't be able to make it up. And if she couldn't hang, she wouldn't have been able to get back in there and stand in there 
with all of those names, with all of those legends. So I'm not putting Jane Couch down when I call her a journey woman. Like I said, journey women are the most important um, man. Michael Orr comes in. I was going to say this too. She fought um, the superstar journey woman, uh, Borislava Goranova, four times. Four times. Okay, and, and that, that was to Paddington, her record. Okay, um, but it takes nothing from the fact that she went in there with high caliber opposition. It was just that she did not dominate. She wasn't dominating them. She held the standard though. Okay, so that's what, that, that's what I mean in Journey Women. She was the one, to, uh, Jane Couch, along with the other women that um, many other women and those other women that I mentioned are um, worthy of the spotlight because they can fight and they are the ones that establish the standard of skill set, of quality that these so-called champions at least need to be in order to get that belt. But now in this day and time, they're trying to even jump over contenders and journey women like Jane Couch for the real tomato cans, right? Because now matchmakers and fighters and managers, they, they really are, they doing the hocus pocus with the records now and they'll find a, they'll find more four and 40 fighters or more tomato cans to pad records so they'll pad up the, the tomato cans and like i said in my previous uh, uh episode there are promote there are managers that all they have are tomato cans and journey women they're not trying to recruit or have no no contenders in their stable. Okay. Um, Michael Orr saying uh, she fought Drexel two times. Every time Couch fought and lost, her next three fights were against fighters who had losing records. And there you have it. That's the magic. Okay. But like I said, she stood in there with the greats. And she did something that those many of these women that I, I, I named on her resume could never have the gonads to do. She took on a whole country and put her name on the line. And she put her life on the line because it's not easy after you expose a whole system like that. They make things hard for you. They make life hard for you, right? And for her to continue and, and, and become a champion and continue in her livelihood is a great and honorable thing. Michael Orr chimes in, everything that's been said and commented on so far sounds like the life of a journey woman in boxing. I said what I said. Michael, I mean, Mike, I hope you're not being biased because I, you know, but um, Mike, you've called me on my shit too at times. That's why I, that, that's why I kind of got a little crush on you. But um, 
Yeah. That it that's just what it is, right? We we'll, we got to call a thing what it is. Um, Michael Orr saying, "I'm sp yo, I'm spitting pure facts. You certainly spitting, okay? You really spitting that that you you really spitting them bars tonight, okay? So I'm hoping that I cleared that up. Um, One Nation Boxing, and with all due respect. Um, I sure hope that uh, we can see uh, on some kind of level or some kind of, um, we can see on, on some respectful terms of, of what uh, this fighter is and what she means to women's boxing because we both value her, but it just seems like we have different perspectives on what her story is. But I, I will end this that part of that topic discussion saying this. Uh, Jane Couch deserves to be in um, the Boxing Hall of Fame. She has done for women's boxing uh, what um, she she's she's done for women's boxing what the pioneers. Um, and, and, and trailblazers have done in women's boxing, especially um, for the women of the UK. Uh, and and I, I respect her tremendously for that because I was a young, uh, I was a greenback when Jane Couch was fighting and I was cheering her on the whole time. She has always been one of my favorite fighters in women's boxing. Um, now let's talk about this, the topic of the show, y'all. Let's talk about this mega mystery, this mega card. Okay, so it's coming, it's coming. Clarissa Shields versus uh, Savannah Marshall. They go to, uh, they, there's the fight poster. Oh my gosh. They look sexy and scary at the same time, I think. Um. So let me talk about this, okay? Um, I appreciate, I, I mean, th this is a pretty decent attempt at selling women's boxing, but you know, I, I, I gotta ask for, I, I, I gotta reach a little bit more, okay? The star of the show is Clarissa Shields, okay? That's why everybody is interested. That's why all them women on the, on the, on the poster get a chance to shine because of Clarissa Shields, okay? She needs more real estate on the poster. She needs more real estate on the advertisements. Come on now, okay? Like I really see that y'all are playing uh, Clarissa Shields really close. Clarissa Shields is not just a fighter fighting another fighter. She is, uh, if not the best female fighter right now, pound for pound. And she's proven it, right? She's gone up. She's she's she she's an undisputed champion, and she's the champion in several different weight classes. Okay, so you know you you gotta. <laughs> Michael Orr said the fight poster looks like a coupon for a discount grocery store. I mean, <laughs> that that's some shade, Michael. But I agree, right? Like they. They they gotta 
and then they put Clarissa Shields. It's too busy. You're right. Michael Orr says it's too busy. It's too damn busy, right? I, I'm going to say it. Them people on the bottom, they don't did, take them off. Who are they? Who? I don't, Olympics or what? Okay, that was over with. Okay, you had your shine from the Olympics. This pros. You don't like take they take them off the bottom of the poster. Okay? Um and Clarissa Shields needed to have most of the real estate on this poster. Michael Orr says it's like reading an eye chart when you're seeing the optometrist. <laughs> Michael, stop it. You on fire tonight. And Michael says you barely can read their names unless you got good eyesight. Tell me about it. And the thing is I'm sorry to say, the only names that matter on the card is Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall. Even Mayer and Bumgardner are not, they not shining like that, right? To be on this poster. I, they just not selling it. This is not, it's too much on, uh, like Mike says, it's too busy. Then Saturday 10th, of September, like the information that we do want to know is 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 itty bitty micro microscopic. What are you doing? And then you putting the girl like these faces on these faces on the poster. Come on, sell. They're women. Sell sell them for being women. These these girls look like these these broads on the poster look like they done like it, it, it's a um what you call it um you know everybody knows this like there used to be like this dark fetish for people and I have to say that I was guilty of it where you would read um there was a um there was a like newspaper or a, a um. Uh, newsletter that came out that showed who uh, people who were wanted for certain uh, small crimes in each state. And when the internet first started getting hot, because um, that's how old I am, they used to post this online. And sometimes if you were going through it, you'd see some people you knew, like, oh my gosh, like, for one, for one, I think uh, Latondria Jones, who was um, a fighter, she was a fighter, um, supposedly signed by Mayweather. She was on on there, yeah, right. So it's like that was you. Um, if you could see or find anybody you know or anybody behaving badly out there, well, this kind of looks like how they used to market it, like the mug shot, you know, the, like the lineup for for uh, females who either shoplifted or you know. Um, got locked up at the bar fight. I mean, there are so many beautiful images of all of these women out here. This fight, this poster does women's boxing, especially a mega fight. It doesn't know justice. It doesn't compel me, even a fighter, to want to buy a ticket to this, okay? Um, Michael Orr says, then there's two names on each end of the bottom row that don't have pictures for the fighter. 
I noticed that too. Like this is bootleg. This is how they're selling it. This is supposed to be a mega women's um, post. This is supposed to be a poster for a mega women's fight. So for my people who are listening in um, uh, on the podcast, I'm, I want y'all to look up the poster, but I'm describing the poster where like um, the, the women on the post, Clarissa Shields, I mean, she got the jailhouse cornrows. Uh, Savannah Marshall, you know, she got the she got the slick back ponytail. Um, the only person that looks semi, uh, you know, that, that looks pretty presentable is Michaela Meyer. Um, and, you know, she's not the star of the show. She's I, I always say they try. They always trying to insert her um, up under Clarissa's uh, coattail. You know, she, she needs to earn her own spot. But uh, I'm going to move on, right? So the line up here, okay, so it's Shields versus Marshall. And Shields and Marshall are both, um, well, let's go backwards, right? Because I'm going to lose some of y'all if, if we uh, start from the, um, the, the juicy part down to the dry part, okay? And I, and I did, and I'm, I am saying dry, okay? Um, we're going to talk about these ladies on the bottom of the poster. Okay. Now on the bottom of the poster, um, starting from the middle, um, you have, uh, Caroline Dubois, which is, she's three and oh, and I believe she's an Olympic gold medalist. So she got the Olympic gold medal in middleweight. So she's coming up. She's a up and coming, uh, pro, but she's three and oh. For her to be three and oh, I don't care if she's an Olympian or whatever. For her to be three and oh on, on such a mega card, she needed some more buildup for this, right? There's too much, there was just there's just too much going on, right? And and for as a man as a man managerial um decision like someone who would make a managerial decision for Dubois I really wouldn't have put her on this card right because she's definitely being outshined she is a Olympic gold medalist she's got to have her own she's got to have her own uh platforms so then when she gets to where she's calling out Shields or calling out Marshall she she she's walked her own journey she's the she's been the star of many of her own shows right for her to be the undercard on this i i i don't think it it was a good move managerially um she's she will be um overshadowed to me um by the grandiosity of of the fights of of the two main or the four main fights right because people are looking for them uh, so um dubois carolina dubois is fighting uh melina coliva um who is 10 14 and one so 10 wins 14 losses and and one draw okay so a journey woman okay and this is the time Caroline to fight uh, a journey woman. She's in her fourth fight. Okay. Um, and, and even though, you know, even, even though, uh, 
Koleva is a journey woman. She has won 10 fights. So Dubois still has to be, she has to train, she has to be on her toes and she has to perform properly in order to be, to impressively win against um, this fighter, um, Melina Koleva. Okay, so that's the one in the middle, okay? Then we're gonna go to, um, goodness, I gotta look in. Um, okay, so then we're going to go to, goodness, what's her name? Where's uh, Artin Stahl versus Sakharov, okay? Um, Wait a minute. Is that Lauren Price? So, okay. So we'll go, we'll go to the right. Michael, Michael said it. Okay. Been a long day, y'all. Sorry. So we're going to go to the right, to the blonde on the right. Okay. And that's Lauren Price. So Lauren Price is one and O. Oh, and she's fighting Tamia Bellick, who is six wins, six losses, and two KOs. They're fighting at 147 pounds. I think Lauren Price is also a former Olympian. Um, my lovely assistants and Mike, if you can look that up, um, please let me know. I think she got some kind of uh, history coming in behind her. But once again, 1-0 on such a mega card when there are so many great contenders out here. So many great contenders that have already have skin in the game. Like, what what they should have done on this card is they should have put the contenders who are in Shields and weight class, uh, Shields and Marshall weight class, as well as Mayer and Baumgartner's weight class. They should have made the undercard all the contenders. So then people would have something to look forward to after these these women fight because after these women fight who's gonna know who's gonna know about the people coming up to challenge them um cedric chimes in yes lauren price is an olympian i think she medaled okay i think she got a bronze medal or something like that so she did medal but she's one and oh okay on on a mega car no you're not a contender and we're not trying one and oh, you're sub 10. Oh, she got a gold. Okay. So she's an Olympic gold medalist. Okay. And she's fighting, uh, she's fighting at 147 as a pro. Okay, but you're still one and oh. Um, Michael Orr says her girlfriend took home the bronze. Okay. That must be real cool. You know, your girl got a girlfriend. My girl got a girlfriend. Y'all don't know. Um, y'all don't know that's <laughs> y'all don't know that bar where that bar came from. But anyway, that was good that um, you know, her is Arting Stall, um, is Arting Stall Price's girlfriend? Is that what y'all are telling me? Y'all let me know. Okay. So that's kind of sexy, right? Um, these two ladies who are involved, um, they're fighting on the same card, 
Okay. And so um, Arting, Arting Stahl, who is the uh, lady to the left of Dubois, to the left of the, the fighter in the middle, uh, is Arting Stahl, um, got a bronze medal. And she's also the girlfriend of Lauren Price, who is the gold medalist. And the blonde that's on the, um, well, I would say the right side of Dubois. So, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool story. Um, <laughs> said he came in talking about shoulder lean. Yeah, you found the bar, young Dro and T.I. My girl got a girlfriend. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. And we having a part. I just love it when y'all, I love it when y'all encourage my goofiness, my crazy, right? <laughs> I just love y'all for that. I, I really know that y'all mess with sugar. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, it's a pretty cool song. They, they used to play that in the gym, shoulder lean. Show. I used to, I used to do my, my slipping did that song show anyway all right all right back back to back to boxing talk back to women's boxing anyway um okay so then we're going to go also down the line right where i'm sorry i am actually reading as everyone else is reading who's watching but i'm going to i'm speaking it from from my people who's on the podcast okay so we got then jones versus Caballero. Okay, so Ebony Jones is 2-0 and versus Caballero. And I didn't get Caballero's um, record. Okay, but 2-0. and Like, this is what, like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm really not even focusing on these records because all of these people, <laughs> Michael Orr comes in, Young Dro. Yes, Young Dro. <laughs> I mean that that that's one of the sickest bars to to have ever been dropped. My girl got a girlfriend. Okay? <laughs> um anyway, come on back. Um Michael, did you really drop the link? Y'all hit the link, the jam to the two. Yes, that's the that's the theme for the show. Shoulder lean. <laughs> hit the link. Hit the link to know that what what uh sugar Setty, and mike what what we are um, bopping to uh tonight we got that shoulder lean um okay so uh yeah i'm i'm gonna go down the line uh, uh, again so then we got um o'connor on the other side um and o'connor's two and oh uh we don't even know who o'connor's fighting okay then we got um April Hunter beside O'Connor, who she's five and one. She's fighting a fighter, Alvarez. So like uh, these fighters all have sub 10 records. And if y'all been tuning into the sugar show, you really haven't, you really haven't hit anything until you get plus 10 fights unless you unless you're fighting unless you're fighting like stepping up and you're fighting quality opposition 
then you get then your name gets called but if you're fighting if you're only fighting journey women and you're sub 10 ain't nobody talking about you you don't you don't really get those kudos right now right you you're still learning okay um jump in that hot grease jump in that fight some fight some name contenders right if you're sub 10 and then we get and then we get to talk about you but somehow whoever put this card on we'll see um because of that i think it's going to be a boring ass card undercard yeah i said it um because if you are sub 10 as a fighter and you're not even fighting high quality opposition you're still finding your way in the ring you're you can't even perform right and and that's what these fights are that's what this fighting is this fighting is about performance it's about getting in there and performing the ass whooping not going in there trying to feel your way and figure shit out that's what all these underguard girls are going to do that night because they're sub 10 ain't none of them stepping up um we got Jenny Futch, um, who is one and zero on the card. Her picture ain't even on the thing, on the poster, against uh, Gemma R- uh, Rug, who is five wins, four losses, and one draw. Right? You still trying to find your way in the ring? You can't entertain me on a mega card. That's like watching a toddler eat spaghetti. <sighs> Come on now. I I don't want to see that. I want to see, like, I signed up, like, when you see them people that can eat 100 hot dogs in, in 30 seconds, that's the shit I like. That, that's, I'm sorry. That's that's the type of stuff that, you know, they perform in that. They perform in that hot dog eating. Have y'all ever watched some of those things? I That used to be my jam at one time. I'm telling you, I got some... <sighs> Your girl sugar is a strange woman, but listen, I, I mean well and I and I'm fun. I'm fun. <laughs> um Michael Orr comes in. The entire undercard is sub six fights. Exactly. Like sub six pros. Like I said, it's it's gonna be like watching a toddler eat spaghetti. They're not performing and they're not even in there against quality opposition for you to even say, Ooh, okay. I'll be looking forward to, to that. No, like we not, no, no. Um, Hunter is five and one. Yeah. I mentioned that. Um, and Mariana, uh, Sakharov, who's fighting Ardenstall is five wins, 16 losses and two, to draw so she's just in there she going journey woman it uh she not in there to win she gonna survive and she gonna make um art install look good right the that's what this right that's why i had that that's why i had that these episodes that's why i'm having these episodes because i want you guys to understand what you're looking at right they're selling you these people the this this promoter here is is selling you some some bull jive. This is not a real look into who's out here in women's boxing, the real contenders. They're not doing us any justice. 
They're not putting any money in our pockets, in these contenders' pockets, right? They're not showcasing what's really out here, and, and it's really not fair, right? Put them on there. Even if you rob them, put them on there, right? Because let, let the crowd, let the people, let the people become fans. When you have more fans, win or lose, you're going to make money. When you put these sub 10 fighters up there, ain't nobody going to be pressed about them. I promise you. Uh, Michael Orr says, Ebony Jones is 2-0 versus Vanessa Cab uh, uh, Cabello for four, four wins, 15 losses, and three draws. Yes, that's what I said. Journey women who have who have signed up to lose, right? Where's the thrill in that? Where's the thrill? Where's the thrill in these matches with the undercard? Where's the thrill, right? This is a mega card. Michael Orris comes in, seems like it's gonna be a quick night of boxing. No, it's gonna be a long, boring ass undercard. Because I don't know if any of these these broads, these uh, these sub sub ten broads, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull off the the knockouts and and pull off the performances that are needed to 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 grab our attention. Uh, Michael Orr comes in. I know I was being optimistic. I was hoping that everyone would get knocked out. <laughs> Michael, you always trying to see somebody get slumped up, huh? Huh? Yeah, there, there's there's entertainment in a in a full uh ten round ass whooping too, but I like for it to go back and forth, right? I like for for I like for the the champ to give and take, just like the contender to give and take, and I like for the contender to almost win sometimes, just like I like the the champion to to win. Right, but I want I'm I'm shining a light on what y'all are looking at. Right? They 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 lining this thing up and making trying to hype us, trying to hype people to think that this going this is what's out here and it's not. Um Michael Orr says, damn straight. Michael Orr also says, Yeah, but there's nothing like watching somebody get slumped over and sleeping before they hit the ground, not knowing that they that they're even at the fight. There is something about that for sure, right? But me, uh, I like the foreplay too, right? I, I like I, I like watching uh, a fighter dismantle another fighter, right? I, I like the the motions of it. I like I like seeing. Um, a fighter being taken apart mentally and physically. Yeah, that's that's kind of the uh, psychopath in me. <laughs> uh, Michael Orr says, don't get me wrong. I love foreplay. I bet you do. <laughs> Mike, this the second show that you listen. They going to tell on us. They going people going to start talking about us. <laughs> um. Um, and so, yes, we're going to continue. All right. About this card. Now, then we go into, Ali, uh, uh, Michaela Meyer versus Alicia, uh, Bumgardner. 
Okay, so this is this is a matchup that just came to me. It came as a whirlwind, right? Because um, Bumgarner has been calling out the Disney princess, Michaela Meyer. Okay, and Michaela Meyer has been uh, curving uh, every attempt at fighting Bumgarner. Okay, and now because I think Bumgarner is actually signed to Eddie Hearn now. Um, Michaela Meyer has decided that it's worth stepping off her home porch to go fight Bumgardner. Now, I am curious to see how this fight is going to turn out. Um, because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at both fighters' um, statistics. Okay, so Mayor... Starting off, she has a 29.41% knockout rate. Um, Michael Orr chimes in. Alicia did sign with Eddie Hearn. I told y'all I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? I, I'm, I'm not a computer in this, but I am true to it where, you know, I, I'm, still, I'm still around. I'm still in, in the game. I'm still talking in... I, I'm still living it enough to know uh, who's doing what. Okay. So, um, yeah. And so who's putting on, who's promoting the show? Eddie Hearn. Right. Uh, Salida is also promoting the show, but I'm not sure if um, Top Rank has any dibs on this promotion because Michaela Meyer is... Um, promoted by top rank. So, um, oh, so Bob Aram is co-promoting this fight as well. Is that what you're saying, Michael Orr? Coming in, Mikey and Boxer, right? So, okay, everybody's got their girl on the card. So it's, I guess, Seems like it's an even fight between Mayer and Bumgarner. Okay? Both their promoters put their money in on this fight. So both promoters um, may have equal interest in uh, what the judges say and what the ref does. Okay? So it makes this matchup pretty interesting. Like I said... Um, Mayor has a 29.41 per knockout percentage, okay? But Bumgardner has a 53.85 knockout percentage. Now let's dive deeper in, one, in what that means. This is according to their resume, okay? Um, this is according to their, their um, fight record. So... Starting with, let, let, let's start with um, Bumgardner because she, she got the shortest list. Um, Bumgardner has fought a, a, a fighter who is a contender that has been turned into a journeywoman. Uh, her name is Edith uh, Sod Sodoal, okay? And um, she has a win over, a victory over Edith, who is 17 wins and 11 losses. Okay, um, she knocked out, Baumgartner knocked out Terry Harper, who was 11-0 and 0 at the time. Okay, so she took Terry's O. 
and that's 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 quite a, um i mean that's like taking sun i'm gonna go there that's like taking someone's virginity yeah like you have that oh i i'm the one that deflowered you i'm the one that did that to you yeah um goodness y'all give me a second i'm gonna have to um my battery's running out but listen this is this is a real show give me a second okay i'm back so um plug plugging up plugging in this is how real it gets on on the sugar show okay and don't judge me all right we're, we're back in business okay yes so taking someone's o is like taking their virginity especially in women's um in women's boxing right because that means i got your number <laughs> yeah um i got your o and you can't get it back you can't take it back and no one else has it except for me, right? So, yeah. So, Bumgardner took Terry Harper's O at 11 and O. So that's, that's, that's a tremendous um, accomplishment. It is. Um, because Terry, that's, she's, she gifted Terry's first taste of defeat. And that shit hurts. And it don't taste good either. It's it's very bitter. It's I don't like it. <laughs> um, and then uh, um, prior to that, she fought uh, a baddie in Christina uh, Lenadarto Medusa out of Greece. But um, Christina Len uh, Lenadarto actually handed. Uh, Bum Gardner, her first loss, I believe. Yeah, so uh, Leonardo took Bum Gardner's O. Um, and and Linda Darto is, uh, I believe, I wrote her the 14 wins and two losses. Linda Darto was also a fighter who beat up Katie Taylor, but did not get the decision. And I believe shortly after that is when she became inactive. People stop calling you when you show that you want to win and you are dangerous. People stop calling you. Okay. But I'm hoping that we get to see her again because she is a great contender. Lena, uh, Christina Lenadarto should have actually been on the under. I would have loved to see seen her on the undercard of this fight. She's a, a good fighter and she's a good performer. Um so then now we go to um michaela meyer okay so on michaela meyer's resume uh there is uh uh nydia feliciano who is a great contender who that they have turned into a journey woman okay uh nydia feliciano is the the fighter is the first fighter who exposed michaela meyer uh just off the strength of boxing because feliciano is not a powerful fighter, but she got this. She's got a great IQ and um, she can box her ass off and she's tough. 
she exposed Michaela Meyer because she had Michaela looking like she she was reloading the whole fight. And um, unfortunately, the the cards were against Feliciano when she signed the contract, but she she put on a great performance. I would have loved, I, I would hope to see her again somewhere in the future as well. Um, she she is someone that I, I would like, to, I, I'd love to see uh, Nydia Feliciano actually fight, rematch uh, uh, Amanda Serrano or even fight Katie Taylor, right? She's of that caliber. She's a great, her, her boxing IQ makes her very entertaining to watch. Um, Helen Joseph. So Michaela Meyer fought the forward moving, uh, strong uh, pressure fighter, Helen Joseph. And I will say um, Michaela Meyer did a great job in performing against Helen Joseph. Helen Joseph is a straight on one trick pony type of fighter. She's gonna keep stepping forward. Uh, she, she doesn't leave much you don't need to think too much uh, fighting Helen Joseph if you know how to box and if you know how to use your, your feet and your footwork. Um, she's also shorter than uh, Michaela Meyer because Michaela Meyer, I think she's about 5'9", five, 5'10", five, something like that. She's a tall girl. Um, and and she's, she fights at this uh, featherweight, I believe. Yeah, she fights at featherweight. Uh, or super featherweight. So I think, which is about 132 pounds. So, um, yeah, um, that was a pretty good win for Michaela Meyer against a tough opponent. Michaela Meyer also fought Erica Farias, a stale at Erica Farias. And I don't know, re I really don't know what that was to be honest, but Erica Far Farias also just fought a girl named uh, Sandra Ryan who is a up and coming prospect. Um, Sandra Ryan, she, she seems to be, she's a good one. She's Sandra Ryan is a, a, a good fighter and she's the type of fighter that you either want to see her beat people up or you want to see her get beat up. Yeah. Because she talks that Yang. Um, she has a good aggressive style to her. And she, she, um, her performance or her facade in the ring when she does fight is she is the bully. She is the bully. She's going to step in your face, and she's going to be she, she's going to be disrespectful. So, um, yeah, Sandra Ryan uh, just fought Erica Farias. That fight should have been on this undercard, to be honest. That's a good fight. Okay, those are, that's a contender versus a a champion. And um, I, I believe it was for a champion, a, a title. That should have been on this card, okay? Not sub-10, not a sub-10 fighter that's just starting off. Um, Michaela Meyer fought Mavia Hamadouche, and I've said this before. Hamadouche won that fight. I don't care what nobody said. Um, I, I said what I said, right? Um when you're pressing the fight and pushing forward and somebody's just hitting in defense, you're pressing the fight and you're dictating that person's fight. You're dictating when and how that person's fight. You're winning the fight. 
Hamadouche did that versus Michaela Meyer. But she was fighting on Michaela's porch and it wasn't her promoter. So she didn't get the decision. But I would have loved to seen Hamadouche on this card. Why didn't they put Mavi um, um, Meva Hamadouche on the card? Right? She's a great, entertaining, tough-ass fighter. Put her against another contender out here. It, that would have been great. Um, she's 22. Uh, Hamadou, she's 22 wins, one loss, um, zero draws. She deserves to be on a mega card like this. And then uh, she fought, Michaela Meyer fought Jennifer Hahn, who is 18 wins, four losses, and one draw. Jennifer Hahn is very entertaining. She's a crone. Um, Jennifer, uh, she fought Jennifer Hahn when Jennifer Hahn uh, just came off of a layoff. Jennifer also, same thing when Jennifer Hahn fought Katie Taylor, because don't nobody want Hahn out the, fresh out the grease. I tell you that much. I came up with Jennifer Hahn. She was a part of the, the Sharps, uh, our amateur, my amateur generation. We are the sharpshooters, okay? We are... We are the boxers. We are the ones that have the IQ. We were the one, we, like, we know what we're doing in there. A lot of other fighters, and I've heard this, I've actually, um, uh, another fighter who I, I haven't, I, I'm not even going to mention because um, it's really not relevant. Uh, likes, you, you find that these new fighters like to say that oh, their generation was more skilled than the previous generation um, fight uh, skills quality-wise or skill set-wise, which, which is not the case. Um, the fighters of the Jennifer Hahn eight days, the, um, you know, the, the Natalie Browns, the... the um, Goodness, who all was back in the time, in those times? Goodness, the Miriam Lamar. You know, the, these are fighters that were uh, Cecilia Brackhouse. I think she was out, but she she came in after I left, and she came into my my division. So we would have faced off in the amateurs, but those were the sharpshooters at the time, and they like we had we. In order for us to have the longevity where we're still, we're fighting the younger uh, fighters now in this game is because of our IQ and is because of our skill set. So I, I said that to, to go back to Jennifer Hahn. They, don't nobody want that crone out the hot grease. She, she is a problem. She can fight and she is tough. Um, so yeah, this matchup, with Jennifer, I mean, uh, with uh, Michaela Meyer versus um, uh, Alicia Baumgartner is pretty. It, it's 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 pretty interesting because um, it, it's a fair playing field. I I'm leaning towards. I'm actually leaning towards Mayer in this fight because I know Mayer from the M. Mayer can fight. 
she has a great skill set. She just hasn't been she hasn't been put in a position where she ex she's extending herself to show her caliber and to show her quality in the pros. And that's why, you know, I, I, I have not given her uh, the due that everyone's trying to force her to have. She, she hasn't earned it as a pro. She has a great amateur resume, but she has not earned anything uh, she hasn't earned that quality as a pro yet. Bumgarner is a great contender. She's powerful. Uh, she's explosive. And she's she's got some um, grit. Um, she's also fought some, some pretty decent opposition. Uh, but, but like I said, my, I'm leaning towards Mayer because uh, Mayer, Mayer has a good IQ in there. Um, and then now we, we let, let's talk about the main event, Clarissa Shields versus uh, Savannah Marshall. Okay, so Clarissa Shields uh, versus Savannah Marshall. I'm not going to give any percentage. I've, I've, I actually did that in a previous episode um, with, the, um, with the statistics and the numbers between these two. And I... I just kind of hate repeating myself. So we're we going to go into um, what it's looking like now for both of them going in. I'm not sure if you guys saw the press conference. Oh, my gosh, lovely assistant. I forgot to ask you if there was any other um, images. Can y'all switch to images? Okay, so let's look at these two. So this is the main event. These are the two ladies fighting on the main event. And the reason why... Um, I'm not going to go into the numbers or anything just yet because I, I want to look at I want y'all to look at the obvious. Okay, one lady has a whole she's holding a whole bunch of belts, right? Clarissa Shields is holding one, two, three, four, five, I think six belts, and Savannah Marshall is holding one belt. Okay, so with looking at that. It's showing that Clarissa Shields has defeated uh, all opposition in order to capture these belts. Six belts. Okay, and Savannah Marshall has the one belt where she's defeated the opposition or she's uh, attained that belt. A lot goes into now getting these belts and keeping these belts. Okay, and when you uh, looking at the um, press conference between the two, I think I mean Clarissa Shields made some great points, where Clarissa Shields said she's fought better quality opposition than Savannah Marshall. Oh, my host uh, did my um. My host dropped in a link. I'm not sure what that is. I think that's probably a, um, one of these ladies' records. What's that link, host, that you, that you dropped in the chat? Um, okay, so, yes, there's a lot that goes into gaining these bells and keeping them, okay? Um, also, okay, 
my host says that the, um, he's dropped the link in for the records for these two fighters, which is great. Thank you very much. Um, now, Clarissa has made more defenses um, for these titles than uh, Savannah Marshall. Uh, Clarissa Shields has also been in the hot grease more times than Savannah Marshall. Savannah Marshall's claim to fame right now is she beat Clarissa Shields in the amateurs, which I believe um, this week, actually, um, Clarissa, it was this week, maybe eight years ago or something like that, where Clarissa Shields uh, actually won the gold medal at the first uh, Olympics that women's boxing was um performed or, or participated in. So, I mean, it, it's, a uh, yeah, 2012. Yeah. So it's been 10 years since, or more than 10 years since that amateur loss between Clarissa Shields and, I mean, between that loss, um, that she, Clarissa Shields, uh, got from Savannah Marshall. Okay, so I mean, we grown now. Okay, that happened ten years ago, and cool. I, I think you actually uh, took Clarissa Shields's O in the amateurs, and that's that's quite commendable. But now we're in the pros, okay? And in the pros, uh, I don't see where Savannah Marshall has made enough of a path for herself or enough of a resume for herself to be the contender that everybody's want her to be against Clarissa Shields. She's fought Clarissa Shields leftovers, but I haven't seen in her own right where she's fought her own set, her own skid row of killers that are equally matched or, or probably higher matched than the contenders that Clarissa Shields has fought, right? And that's the concerning thing for me, right? This is a mega fight, but it, I think it, it should have matured a little bit longer between these two. Um, I think this fight should have matured a bit more. I think uh, Mar uh, Marshall should have extended herself more and, and brought more contenders in, more quality, uh, contenders in on her on her resume. I mean, I mean, she's fought on on Savannah Marshall's resume, and I have to say this: um, she fought um, Boris Nova, Boris Nova, uh, Gornova. Like Boris Nova has how many fights? Uh, 70 fights, and she's a journeywoman. Like, she's 11 wins, 55 losses on Savannah Marshall's record, and that's counting towards what, as one of her 12 and O's, where Clarissa Shields' 12 and O's is she has fought high-caliber opposition. She has fought pretty much names in, in, in these weight classes. The only uh, uh, talking fight comes in. 
uh, Claudia Vi. Um, she also fought Claudia Vi. So uh, Savannah Marshall is it? So I think Savannah Marshall is the one that fought Claudia uh, Vi. Uh, v and Claudia V is three wins, twenty-five losses, and one draw. Okay, that's another. That's another fight that counts in this twelve and zero. This is the type of opposition Savannah Marshall has on her resume for a mega match between her and Clarissa Shields. This is what they're selling, right? She should have fought Raquel Miller before she got here. Oh, she also fought Ashley Curry. Like I, I could have fought, like I could have fought Ashley Curry when I was fighting and didn't because I wanted high quality opposition. Ashley Curry is eight wins, 12 losses, four, four draws. This is another, this is three fights now that counts towards that 12 and 0 that Savannah Marshall is sporting. Is that a mega contender? Is this really mega? Are y'all really hyped about this fighter beating, uh, beating the Guad? self-proclaimed guat right i call her the guat because that's what she wants to be called and I, I gotta respect her for that right she's not the guat but she's the best woman out here right now clarissa shields she is okay and so um you coming in fighting like your record is a a, a quarter of your record right now that we're talking about that me and my guys are talking about it a quarter of savannah marshall's record is is comprised of journey women with four and 40 records they're not even journey women who have been for they're not even contenders who were forced to now you know walk as journey women these are straight up journey women who have made the agreement. Yes, I will lose for you. I will make you look good. No, like this is not like this is what I'm not paying for this. I don't want to pay for that. Um, right. So Clarissa Shields has has not fought anyone with a losing record. The only nasty record that I've seen and it, it's really not nasty. Um, on Clarissa Shields' record is when she fought Sylvia Zabados, which, and Sylvia Zabados was 18 wins, 19 losses uh, at the time. And I think that was Clarissa Shields' second fight, second or third fight or something like that. Right? Ever since Clarissa Shields, and see, I'm just been, I'm just in the game enough to know Right. I don't even know Clarissa Shields' record by heart or anything like that. Right. But I know that Clarissa Shields has been out there putting in that work and no one's trying to give her credit for that. Yeah, she might be obnoxious. Yeah, y'all might not like her swag outside the ring, but in the ring, she's get, she gets the job done and she's representing women's boxing. Fantastic. Like, fantastic. Like she, she's, 
She's doing her thing. She's a two-time gold medalist and she's fought the best. She hasn't ducked anybody. Right? So I don't I don't understand why everyone is calling this mega. Right? Um Michael Orr comes in and says she fought uh Clarissa Shields fought Nikki Adler who was 16 and 0 in her fourth fight. Clarissa Shields been been stepping up. Right? But everyone wants to see her lose. I don't want to see her lose. She's she's done great for which women's boxing. She's done a lot better than some men in in boxing. Up, oh, Tori Nelson. This is the fighter whose name I forgot in my previous episode. She fought Tori Nelson, who was 17 and 0, three uh, draws for her fifth fight. Tori Nelson is a monster. Tori Nelson is a monster. Tori, Holly Holm, the legend, Holly Holm ain't want no smoke from Tori Nelson. She went down in weight so she wouldn't fight Tori Nelson. Okay? And then Clarissa Shields fought, because Michael Orr is giving me the numbers, Hannah, Hannah Gabriels, who she got dropped. She got dropped. Hannah Gabriels dropped her in this fight. But Hannah Gabriels was 18 wins, one loss, and one draw. Right? So, like, the, and she's fighting Clarissa Shields when she was sub-10 is fighting opposition who is above 10, who has above 10 fights and are real champions and contenders in the weight class. And y'all are disrespecting, y'all are disrespecting homegirl? Y'all think Marshall is gonna beat homegirl? I just don't, I just don't get it. Because Marshall fought two of her leftovers and stopped them. Who has Mar who who has Savannah Marshall fought? That's the caliber of the opposition that Clarissa Shields has fought. So I'm just saying this, right? This is this is a situation where this it, everything is too hyped up about this card. Yeah, I'm saying it. Real contenders should have been on the undercard, right? Not sub-10 fighters who are just trying to figure themselves out in the ring. Not on a mega card like this in women's boxing. And, um, you know, the undercard is good. Bum, Bum Gardner, uh, Michaela Meyer versus Bum Gardner. That's a great undercard, okay? I mean, that's a great co-main event, okay? But it's not mega, but it's a great co-main. Okay, but this that y'all are hyping up, y'all should have y'all should have let it mature a little bit more for this to happen. Because after this, then what? Who's next? Then what? Are y'all gonna are they are these promoters gonna make a star out of another tomato can? Is or is Hannah Ranking gonna come out of hiding after her and her promoter did that to that girl? Put that girl in the coma? Right, because that's, I mean, she's laying low because of that, right? Michael Orr comes in, um, 
Then she fought Rankin, who was five and two. And then Hermans, who was nine and one. You see what I'm saying? And this, uh, ah, Mike comes in. So uh, I, I, I suppose you were saying, I suppose it, it was Savannah Marshall who fought uh, uh, Hannah Ranking, who was five and two at the time, and then also fought Hermans, uh, Femke Hermans, who was nine and one at the time. No, Michael, it was it was Shields. Oh, okay. So, um, sorry, y'all. Shields fought Hannah Rankin, who was five and two at the at the time, and beat her. And then she fought Femke Hermans, who was nine and one at the time. Um, so she's they were contenders at the time too. Okay. Um, and Michael Orr comes in with my point with with something that I said earlier. Shields has taken a lot of these broads virginity. She's taken some O's out here. She's taken some serious. She's taken some O's out here. Okay, and she getting disrespected, right? She's not supposed to. Y'all not. Who cares if y'all like her outside of the ring? Right, um, she she is who she is, but y'all will respect who she is too. This is a great uh, female fighter. She is great. She's better. She's greater than Holly Holm. She's greater than Christy Martin. She's greater than Ali. She's greater than Lucia Riker. Look at their records compared to uh, Clarissa, Clarissa Shields' records, and. She's a double gold medalist, Olympic gold medalist. Clarissa Shields is women's boxing great. Now, I don't know if she's the greatest woman of all time because I don't think Clarissa Shields would have had any chance against Ann Wolfe. She wasn't going to beat Ann Wolfe. She would, she would probably beat, um, she probably beat Layla Ali in a decision but she wasn't going to beat Ann Wolf. Yeah, she don't have the power to drop Ann Wolf, and Ann Wolf was a dog. You heard? Okay, that was one of the scariest women in women's boxing. Um, Michael Orr comes in. Shields' last four fights were Hammer, Habazin, Dikare, and Kozin. Okay. Right. So there are no like unless Shields dips down and I don't know why she dug she's not fighting. She could even fight um Raquel Miller. You know, I keep saying that that name because you know, Raquel Miller needs to get some of this money out here. I don't know her personally and I don't know how she is outside the ring, but I know she's a fighter and I see what she does and she ha she's had great potential since the amateurs. Tika Hemingway as well, right? Tika Hemingway would be a great entertaining match versus Clarissa Shields. Um, I, I would love to see those two. They, that would be a good uh, match to be super or mega one day because they got beef. They, they got a story. Just, uh, I mean, you think, you think Savannah Marshall and Shields got a story? Hemingway and Shields got a story. They go back and forth. Um, 
and and it's it's quite spirited the things they say that these broads say to each other it's it's very entertaining and i think it would be very entertaining they would be very entertaining going into the match that's what would make a great super fight okay so um that that's it for tonight i didn't none of my people chimed in uh, so the, except for, well, I'm not going to say Mike is always here and I love it. And I love you for it, Mike, uh, for always showing up to the party. Sadie, Cedric, um, came in and, and, and hadn't been, hadn't been in for a while, but he, he came in, Cedric sports training came in. Um, I, I, uh, love my host for co co-producing the show and my, my guys at talking fight boxing uh chimed in to to talk with sugar and to give some numbers so yeah that's what um that was the topic for tonight can't wait for for this fight to go down um i i'll be there um oh and omar and omar johnson chimed in um which he he Omar Johnson, uh, he he's always has something, some great input, and in, and I love the way he encourages uh, me to hype the show. So I really appreciate that, Omar. Um, I love you for showing up. So yeah, that, I'm gonna co draw a conclusion to tonight's topic. Okay, um, uh, lovely assistant. Are there any more images that we can go through though before? Okay, so we got the co-main. All right, so we got uh, Mayer with the pink belt, belt versus Bumgardner. All right, they they in the ring there. Okay, any other images? Um, and there they go. Okay, so we got these these two ladies. Um, great physiques on both of them. They they look great. Okay, and that's a part of selling women's boxing. They got the body for it. I, I like the personalities that they're projecting. It's a good matchup. Um, I, I like the way this match looks. Um, any more images, lovely assistant? Or is that it? I guess that's it. And so that, I'm going to call it a night, everybody. Um, Y'all know that our, our, my, my shows last. So um, when you have time, uh, listen to it, or and, and then when you have even more time, sit down and watch me, um, and and show up next Wednesday at seven thirty, where we get to do this all over again. We get to get together and we get to talk about women's boxing. Uh, thank you uh, for my guys that chimed that that left comments. Um, if, if I do it one at a time, one person at a time. So if you dropped any other comments, I'm going to go through my episodes and see who's, who's talking, who's talking back to sugar in the, in the comment section. And, um, I'm hoping that me and you, um, one, one nation boxing can, can, can level out and, and, and still be, uh, be able to party together at 7:30 on Wednesdays and, and talk more about women's boxing, and 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 share our our different perspectives of of what this thing is and what this industry is. You guys like, subscribe, share this sugar. 
okay? And come on in, uh, come and party with me and 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 the talking fight boys and, and Michael and and Seti when they drop in and Omar and shots out to all my other regular misfits that show up, okay? Until then, until next Wednesday, you have a good weekend. I'm gonna try to drop in this Friday. We'll see, okay? Like, subscribe, share. But until then, see you next time.